When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped, streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com to not be first. Do we do enough? Well, I, I never, never shut up, Barry. Uh, must have been about 17, 16, 17. We nicked their guilt wins. Right, the bouncer's guilt wins. This is no good for me. That's the reality. If you want the honest truth, and I see it every day. This is Umar Ahmed for IFL TV. We're both back in London from a, an eventful uh, week and weekend in Rotslov. One way of putting it, uh, a very controversial unified heavyweight world title fight between Alexander Usyk and Daniel Dubois. Um, have you been able to take your mind off it, Frank, or not really? Not really. I mean, loads of phone calls. You know, here's after a fight, everybody's got an opinion and people calling up and asking what's going on. But um, it'll all settle down now and what we are doing is working on um, our appeal, which has got to be posted within the next, I think it's eight days now we've got left. So we'll get that in probably in the next uh, 48 hours. Well, let's start at the fifth round. Um, I think at the time, from the response I saw uh, on social media, as soon as the fight happened, really the, the first 24 hours, a lot of people were in favour of Daniel and said that was a legal shot. I'd say in the last 24 hours, it's probably swung around and, and people are saying it was an illegal shot. So what's your case to say that it was a, a legal blow? Why are they Daniel? saying it's illegal? Um, they're saying it, it's below the navel. It's not below the navel. I mean, look, can you see his navel? Uh, both Daniel's you, you and Usyk's shorts, I couldn't see their belly right. button. You couldn't see them. And before the fight, you couldn't see either of them. Both of them had their shorts up, as most boxers do now. I don't think it's, I can't think of any fighter. I'm looking at some posts, some photos in here of Valley and various photos. You can't see any of their navels, but that is not what the rules are. The rules are it, has, it can't go below the navel. And if you look at Usyk, he starts off in that fight with his shorts above his navel. And if you look in a couple of the rounds, you see when he goes back to the corner, his trainer does what a lot of trainers do, which is pull the shorts out to ease, them, ease the breathing process. All, most trainers do that. And then when they stand up, they pull the shorts right up. 
they pull him up again. His shorts are well above his navel, and that punch is above the navel. It's above his navel. He wears his shorts high. And he's got previous for this. You go online, there's a few fights, and it's only because of the last few days um, I've sort of looked at it, but I always knew he was, you know, the body area, his body area was suspect. But you go online and you see it. You see it in a few of his amateur fights where he's done a similar sort of thing. Um, but the referee got it wrong. That, that punch was legitimate. He didn't even, the referee didn't even stop to even think about it. He just said, low blow, and just get automatically allowed him to have three minutes and, was it three minutes and 46 seconds of recovery time, which is, you know, it's well over a round. It's a round and 46 seconds. So, um, and I'll see Uzik, to his credit, they said he would have got up. If the referee hadn't have done that, he would have got up and he would have been able to get up and box on. So he, he got all this time and it was wrong. And it was, I mean, he got it so wrong, uh, pa- uh, Pablon. He got it wrong. And, uh, I mean, he was the referee in his second Joshua fight as well. And it was a similar situation where Joshua caught him with a good body shot. And the same thing happened there. He's also, by the way, he's, the, uh, offic- he's also the uh, official committee, WBA's official committee uh, chairman. So he's going to have to excuse himself from this um, this uh, appeal that we're putting through. He won't be able to sit on it, and they've got to make sure they do the right thing. Right. Okay. I think the key here, Frank, is what was said, one, at the rules meeting, and secondly, um, in the changing rooms of both fighters before they ring-walked about what was an okay shot or not. And also... A lot of referees, just before the fight's about to start, you always see it on television, they tell the fighters what's deemed okay and wasn't. This actually didn't happen no. in the ring. We got in the dressing room, what, what, what it, you know, the dressing, we got a film of what, what happened in the dressing room. He came to the dressing room and he didn't bring it up. It was brought up by Don Charles. He didn't even bring it up, which is surprising. Well, why do you think the referee didn't bring it up? I don't know. I mean, that's his duty and his job to do that. He didn't do it. And there's also at the, at the uh, rules meeting, they did a rules meeting, a blanket meeting for, you know, for everybody there to discuss, to go through it all. And again, it's pointed out what the legitimate area of, the, of, of, of a punch is. It's not about where somebody's shorts are that or where they end. That's not what it's about. I mean, if that was the case, Chris Eubank, every shot that had been thrown at him would have been illegal. You know the height he used to wear his ones. It's not about that. It's about navel. Navel. This should not be below the navel, and it was not below the navel. He didn't get up the hit up the balls or anything like that. It just didn't happen. He made a meal of it, and I get that, and I understand that because he was hurt. He hurt him because he doesn't like it to the body, and that's why before I said he's going to surprise everybody. He's going to cause an upset. Calling, I said, but you know the view was. Our view was: if he take, if he hits him, he catches his body, it will, it will hurt him, and and that slow him right down. Well, it didn't slow him down; it took the whole fight out of him, and uh, that was it. And and it's uh, it also affected him, Daniel. I mean, that, that all the momentum went out of it because he, he, I thought he, he was first two rounds he lost. He, I think the next round he, he sort of settled down a little bit. Um, and then he just didn't get into it again after that. After that, that you know, after the uh, after the long break, I think there was a lot of disappointment there. Um, he, he still, he still, you know, he was trying still, but I think as the fight was going on, I just felt that he, he just got, you know, he just 
sort of got downhearted as a result of that. He said it himself. And um, now he went down to two shots, which I would have expected and I would have liked to have seen him get up from. Well, he did get up for one and the second one, but I'd like to see him get up for that. But I think it just, I think the, that what happened in that round changed the whole dynamic of the fight. And the bottom line is, if you want to be, you know, if you want to be, be the best, then you want to got to grit your teeth and you got to go and look at videos of Tyson Fury on the floor and what he did to get up and get back into fights. That's what you got to do. But that doesn't take away the fact that it was 100% a wrong decision by the, by the referee. He didn't get the rule. He did not instruct the fighters or certainly didn't instruct uh, Daniel or the fighters correctly and, he, and, and he's got it wrong. We'll come to the ending later because that is another big talking point from the night but can you just re- reveal them in the changing room, in Daniel's changing room, what Don Charles said to the referee? I'm have to put this down a second. Go on. So the point is, that's not that. That's Don. Sorry, that's the point. Yeah, the point is, you know, he didn't explain it properly. We well, didn't, and Don brought it up, and the reason he's brought it up again because that's what the position was. We was concerned about the height of his shorts, and in the and <laughs> you go and look at the first round, and the shorts are well above his navel, and they're not supposed to be there. That's a fact of life. Don't matter what anyone says, go and play it back and look at it. And look at the fifth round and where the blow lands. And look at the photographs. There's some really good photographs. I'm not talking about the photograph that Dan Raphael put out because he, one, it wasn't the punch, and two, he wouldn't know what a waistline is. I'm not sure what quite to say to that. But, uh, Frank, so... You're, uh, as we've seen, what Don Charles said to the referee, he said okay. So anything on that waistline is a, a legal. Who said that? Uh, Don Charles said oh, to, Don Charles, sorry, to, yeah. to the referee, anything uh, on that waistline will be okay. I think the referee we just saw said okay. You heard it? Yeah. Is um, there any any clips out there? Any pictures that suggest the punch that did put Usyk down was under the waistline? Have you seen anything like that? I've seen one slow motion thing but it doesn't stop at the point of impact it just shows the arc of the punch it doesn't show where it is there's loads of photographs and loads of pictures clear as a bell that show where the punch landed if you remember when you recall when I was in the ring doing the interview afterwards for the world feed um, as I was saying what we're saying now about it's a legitimate punch all of all of Usyk's team and people outside the ring were all chanting bullshit and I said, why don't you put it up on the big screen, the big screen, and you know, put a replay up on the big screen of the, uh, in the venue. And they put it up there to their credit. It got, went up there. And what happened? The place went quiet. It just went quiet. 
How did you keep quite calm on the night? What's well, pointless? Once this, look, I've been around long enough to know that screaming and ranting and raving ain't going to get me nowhere. It's going to get all it's going to do is drive my blood pressure through the roof. So it's pointless. And 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 you know, once you get to the stage where the fight's over, they're not going to say, "Okay, Frank, that sounds a reasonable, reasonable." Um, explanation or your case is, is yeah we believe your case right let's start the fight again it's not going to happen so you've got to let it, you know, let, it, let it go through the process and deal with it properly and professionally and that's what we're doing and uh, you know it's uh, I, I'm just really disappointed with it because one I wanted to be like who doesn't want to be proved right you always want to be right but I wanted to be proven right that Daniel would would give a good account of himself and would up and there would and would be a big upset as far as the general view was concerned, and there was a it was a big upset. But unfortunately, the referee screwed it up. I mean, you listen to the rules here. I mean, I've got the WBA rules, and Rule Thirty says protector a protector brackets belt and cup shall be required for boxers participating in sanctioned fights. The protector shall not exceed the navel or the superior anterior iliac spine. The trunks shall go one inch over the protector. One inch. Yeah. Not over the belly button, over the protector. Boxers shall have the trunks and protector available at the weighing ceremony so that the supervisor referee may approve or disapprove of them. Before beginning the fight, the referee will verify that both contenders use their protectors below the navel. You seen that in the dressing room? You played it back? Did he do that? Hmm. Did he do that? You, I showed you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you know he, he hasn't done those things, and uh, and by the way, Daniel Shorts were over his navel. Like I said at the start of this, a lot of fighters do the same thing. It's over the navel. Yeah. Okay. Um, in terms of the referee, um, he could have just made an honest mistake then at that yeah, moment. Yeah. I mean, you know, I like Pabon. I mean, he's he's refereed a lot of our fights, but he made a mistake. It's happened to a human being. Human beings make mistakes. Because there have been a lot of suggestions uh, from people who are backing Daniel in, in this and saying it's a legal shot that, you know, the fact that, you know, it's absolutely terrible what's going on, of course, in Ukraine uh, with the war, etc. Um, but the fact that there was 40,000 Ukrainians there, um, Usyk is obviously a massive inspiration for everyone at the Ukraine at the moment, that that affected his decision. Well, I would hope that's not been the case, but that's, you know, that, who knows? Like, you know, sometimes you get things subliminally are in your mind and you, and you react to them. I, I don't know. I can't say that it's in his mind, but he got it wrong. He got it wrong and that's it. And he was under a lot of pressure because, you know, he's, he's in a venue. I mean, how many Brits were there? It was full of, yeah, that's it. I mean, it's full of full of Ukrainians and, and they went out to support their guy and all the things you're saying, right, he's a hero of Ukraine. You know, and, and I like him, by the way. I'm not, I'm not having a go at him. I'm just saying, I know what you've done. I know you've made a meal of it. I know you've managed to, you know, right at the fight. He was more, the most relieved person at the end of that fight was him. And that's a fact. Um, and funny, the fight never nearly went on, you know. What's that? What do you mean? Well, what happened the, the week before the fight? Daniel had, had the sniffles. I'm not, this is not an excuse. I don't mean it. As a, it and I think where they lived, they were it's, not, it's harvest time, so they've been they had the harvest machines getting you know from the fields and that. And apparently he was getting a lot, getting a, you know, getting a lot of um, little, yeah, you know, like a allergy sort of thing. So he went to the doctor, and the doctor 
prescribed something for him. And as luck had it, he rang me. He had the sense to ring me. He said, just been to the dots because I've been calling him quite a bit. And I said, what, 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 what have you been at the doctor's for? And he told me. I said, you, what's he giving you? He said, he's giving me an inhaler. I said, have you taken it? He said, no. I said, well, don't you dare take no, it. Obviously. I said, don't, if he don't phone me, he takes it. I said, don't you dare take it. And I said to him, get yourself down. And I told him where to go. So he went to see uh, my doctor. And he went down to see him. And phoned my doctor first and said, look, I told him what's what. Got in touch with Varda. Spoke to Varda, my office, and, the, and my doctor spoke to Varda while he was there, whilst he was there, and uh, confirmed that it was a banned substance in it. No way. Yeah. So if he'd have took that, not only would he have been been found positive, God. he would have been out. Of, he would have uh, been banned. Just shows you how easy it's done, unintentionally, if you know what I mean. Well, maybe there have been fighters in the past. Well, there have. I mean, I can think. Billy Joe. Billy Joe. I mean, you know, I don't even. I don't get into it. I'm just saying it's just interest the things that happen before the fight so I mean that happened but um, I don't know it's, look, it is what it is and we're going we're, we're to go through the process now and hopefully uh, at the end of that process the worst case scenario is you guess it's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash life's gotten mundane so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land you know what they say your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. To rematch. Now, I understand Daniel's 25 years old. Uh, He's 25. He's got a lot of growing up to do. No, uh, well, before before I come on to the ending, I, I actually mean, once Usyk was down, had his time to recover. As I said, I, I understand Dan was inexperienced compared to Usyk. Um, I also understand that he might have been demoralised at that point where he believes he's just knocked out Alexander Usyk. He's had about three and a half minutes to recover. But he had two and a half minutes left in that round. Surely, you guys, Don... Um, everyone in Team Dubois made it very clear to Daniel, if you have him hurt, backed up, on the floor, you have to go for broke. Well, you do, but you expect it to be a normal count. <laughs> you know? True, but... So, okay, you don't expect... But should he be, have just jumped on I it? mean, three minutes and 46 seconds is a round and a, a, round and nearly a and third. A you know what I mean? And should, yeah, should he have jumped on him? Yeah, he could have jumped on him. And, and, and I mean, he, he, listen, he won't... Uh, you know, he, 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 he did... He did try it, but he just didn't get there. And I think also from the fact is, you've got to remember how it was for him. He's calling down whilst that's happening. One guy's having a, getting a rest when he says that he would have got up if he'd have been counting and had to get on with it. But the referee, at his discretion, not at the fighter's discretion, his discretion gave him all his time. And at the end of the day, um, you know, look, you can't... It's all ifs and whats... But it's about learning. You know, in some ways, I think he's in the same position as AJ's in, but he's a younger man. AJ's the same thing, done the same thing. 
I think he could have done better in that fight, or both those fights. He had not been a critic of him about that. I think Daniel gave him a gave him a harder fight than anybody at heavyweight. Yep. I think he did. It was an exciting fight whilst it lasted. But he's got to learn from it, and he's got to grit his teeth, and he's got to, he's got to, if he wants to carry on, which I'm, I know he does, then he's going to have to grit his teeth and get back into this big time and learn and, and know what he has to do. Boxing is a tough game. It's not an easy game. You have to grit your teeth. And that's it. If you want it, you've got to go and get it. No one's going to give it to you. So when it's in your, in your, both of your hands, those hands inside their gloves. You're the one that has to go out and do it. You're the one that has to bring home those, those belts. And he, 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 you know, basically he had to win that fight twice. That's what he had to do. Talksport. Talksport want to do a live interview. We'll pick this back up. Right. Right, Just picking this back up. You've been on Talksport. I actually listened to it, uh, in the next room with your son, George. Um, point that we haven't actually brought up um, is the fight on the weekend with Jaron Anderson. Do you want to just talk about that? I heard you talk about that. Yeah, if you go on Top Rank's uh, website and you look at their, the highlight reel of Jared Aaron Anderson's fight, uh, you'll see the referee, this is, you know, the referee uh, in there allows him, and you can count them, he allows 15 body shots that all go to the waistband of the opponent. 15. Not one, 15. Doesn't stop the fight at all, 15. And nor does the other guy, by the way, make a meal of it. And the referee actually, in that fight, the start of the fight, said that that wouldn't be okay, Yeah. going to, to the waistband. Yeah. It has to be above. Well, he says waistband, and that is, it sh- like I say, it's, it's naval, it should be. That, that, that's in the rules. So that's, that's what he did. Joe Cortez, who's a great... Referee, I mean, one of the most respected referees in the world. I mean, he said it, it as far as he was it was legitimate. Do you believe if Usek could hit Dubois with that shot and Dubois couldn't get up, what would have happened? I think it would have counted him out. OK. Let's come on to um, the big other talking point. Um, we've seen Daniel Dubois get criticism before for the Joe Joe's fight. Um, I thought that was uh, very harsh considering... Um, you know, he had a closed eye. It was fractured. Um, we had three fractures, and he had a, and he, and he had a, a torn retina that had it carried on. He'd have wound up with a detached retina. That's a fact. So, you know, I'm not going to change my mind or anyone who's got any brains. Would uh, you get a lot of knee-jerk stuff in this boxing game, and a lot of it comes from the, you know, the, the other people's fanboys or haters. You know, same old suspects. And in the situation there, it was. If that fight had continued, he would have detached his retina, could have ended his career, or he could have gone blind. And I was sat in the room when the doctor actually said that. So in that one, I completely understand yeah. why Daniel took a knee and took him, himself out of that fight. Probably wouldn't have been in this fight with Usyk if he, if he carried on. However, the, the shot that ended it on Saturday night in Poland with Alexander Usyk seemed like a, a pretty light shot, not a devastating I don't, blow. I don't, I don't agree it was a light shot. It was a, it was a good, stiff jab, and, he, and the momentum was he was coming onto it, and he went down. Did he quit? Um, he's, Daniel said because of what had happened, he lost a lot of momentum in the fight. There was this 3-minute, 40-second gap where you know he called down from... You know, from obviously getting into, he was getting getting into the fight, and he looks up. He said he, he looked to his corner. These are his words. He said he looked to the corner, and uh, they indicated to him when to get up. But he got up, and the referee called it off. 
He didn't complain. I was a bit annoyed about that. He could have complained. He didn't complain about it. But that is what his view is. I don't think it's so much that he quit. I think I think that, I don't know, I just think he did. I think he lost, when he's saying losing momentum, momentum is, I don't know, it's the desire to to carry on with it or not. I'm not sure. But he, you know, he stopped. He stopped. He, did, he you know, that that was it. And uh, but this is this is the moment, Frank. This is the world title. Listen, three of them. For me, I'm look at Tyson getting up off the floor, being when I thought he was never going to get up in a million years in that in that first fight he had with uh, with Deontay Wilder. Um, I look at that and I look at that. But look, all all, all knockdowns are different. He did lose his momentum, no doubt about that. I think it did take a lot out of it. But he's 25 years of age now. Like I said earlier, you know, I think he's in a similar position as uh, Joshua's. In a, he's got youth on his side. He's now got to, having fought for a world title, know what it takes to win it if something goes wrong, which went wrong with the referee. You can't lose your momentum. You've got to overcome that. You've got to grit your teeth and overcome that. Especially when you can punch like Daniel Dubois. Well, especially you've got to punch and, and you can box when you want to box like it as well. And that's what he's got to learn from the fight. That's a fact of life. You know, you have to, you know, you've got to get in the trenches and do it. You, you know, but I can understand why you can lose momentum. I can understand the disappointment. You know, think to yourself, I'm in front of 46,000 Ukrainian fans here. The whole stadium's on his side, they're all chanting, you was there, I mean, he's in the lion's den, you win a fight, and so, or you've got the guy in trouble, and, and you know that even if he had been out to carry on, you would have stopped him, because he was in trouble there, no doubt about it. Um, and I can see why that would, would make you down, but he fought, he fought okay for a couple of rounds afterwards, he was okay, he weren't like, he weren't, he, he never, he's not taking a shellacking in the fight or anything at all. But that's what I mean. He was, even though Usyk was winning the rounds, he was always... He not slaughtering him no, in the Daniel rounds. No, Daniel was yeah. always in it. So for me, it was quite... Look, it's easier said than done for someone outside the ring, especially with Usyk, who gets better as the rounds go on. But as you said, he wasn't getting... Um, it wasn't an annihilation in there. Um, no. He was always in the fight. He'd put Usyk down... And I just look at someone like maybe Tyson Fury or Deontay Wilder, and if they'd got dropped by Usyk at that moment and there was still two and a half rounds to go, they would have given it their best and, and still gone on. He wasn't injured, he wasn't getting peppered. He, it looked like from there he could have still gone on. Yeah, I, I hear where you're coming from, I hear what you're saying. But he got up, the time he rose from that canvas, the referee called it off. And, he, and if what he's saying, he looked to the corner, then, then obviously... Uh, the timing was wrong, but he, me, do I think do I think he could have got got on? Do I think if he got up two seconds earlier, would the referee have called it off? I don't think so, and he could have carried on. Yeah. Do you think you need some psychological work on him? I think I think all sportsmen needs things like that sometimes. You know, as I say, he he went into he went into the lion's den into the lion's den, but Tyson went into the lion's den. Tyson had that experience. Like he did the first time when he when he went in against uh, Klitschko, so he, he like, hopefully learns for it. One thing's for sure: if we if we do get a rematch, which I'm confident we will, he knows what he's got to do now. He knows he's got to grit his teeth because the only way you you win a world title by absolutely leaving nothing behind in the ring. Thoughts on. Um Around the situation, Tony Bell, you putting out, he put this out publicly. You spew it once, you always do. When did he spew it? 
probably referring to the Joyce fight. Well, he didn't. I mean, was he supposed to fight with a detached half, a, with a torn retina and three fractures in his eye? I mean, doing it. Listen, he gave he gave him Burvis, he gave um, Usyk a much better fight than Tony Bellew did. That's for sure. Any much better fight than Tony Bellew did. Any indications from TNT on and the bus? And he's a hater. Gone? And he's a hater anyway. Okay. Any indications on uh, the bias from TNT? No, not yet. No. Okay. Yeah. All right. Right. Let's talk about the appeal um, with the WBA. Has it not gone off yet? It's Monday. No, no. You got. What no, sorry. It's not Monday. Sorry. It's Tuesday at one it's p.m. From ten day. You have to lodge an appeal within ten days of the result of the fight. When are you looking to get off? I would hope that would go in sometime within the next forty-eight hours. Okay. And for people who might not know. Uh, the process and that you just collate all the evidence you believe. We, we present our case and reasons why we feel that it should be that there should be a, either a no decision or worst case a rematch, and then they'll consider it. That's what happens. Uh, is your so your main priority is to get a no contest off that? That's my priority. The, the likelihood of that, we will see. <laughs> but uh, at worst case, you're saying a rematch should definitely be ordered. Well, I mean, on the strength... I mean, I, I, I don't see how anybody, even Tony Bellows of this world, you know, the facts are facts, and the facts are that was not a low blow. That was a legitimate punch. Go on top rank site and look at their fight the same night with Gerard Anderson. Just watch it. Mm. Not once, 15 shots. So you, you've got 10 days to do it. You said it's going to be hopefully done in the next 48 hours. Um so then, if they do believe a, a rematch should go on, um, would there be a certain time frame in that rematch has I to happen? I don't know. That's to be determined. I'd imagine it would probably go to another Persbid situation, would it not? Uh, that I don't know. Right. I mean, let's, you know, it's a step at a time. Yeah. Okay. Well, please give us updated what that, what, with what they say. Of course we will. Once we know, we will do. But it's, uh, you know, it's, it's a shame, really, because he, you know, could you imagine how easy it would have been then to make the make the unification fight? You could have done that in about ten minutes. <laughs> probably easily done it. That was what the plan, what the best laid plans, but it didn't work. Out. So positive stuff on Saturday night. Hamza Shiraz, one of the best prospects in world boxing, without a doubt. What do you think? Yeah, I th- that was his best performance for sure. It, it was excellent performance. When he was an undefeated fighter, Ukrainian, and done the business. Ukrainian guy in front of that big crowd and done the business. At middleweight as well, it seems like he's really perfect at that weight. Oh, it suits him. Well, he's such a big guy. He's six foot three. You know, he's a six three guy fighting at light middleweight. I don't know how he did it, but at middleweight, he's really, really. He looks comfortable. He looks very strong, and he's got great. He's got great boxing skills. He's got fabulous jabber. Fabulous job. He's always uh, had those attributes, but he's looking really spiteful now, Hamza. Yeah, yeah. everything is quite hurtful. He's like a British Tommy Hearns. That is a big statement. Well, it is, though. So he's, he's a similar build. He's got, you know, he's got the reach, he's got the height and everything, and, he, and he's a big puncher. Mm. Yeah, I feel like um, what happened uh, with the main event and the controversy around it, as it would, did overshadow that. Yeah, it did. It did. It did. You could understand that, but... Um, I'm sure everybody who watched it uh, sort of like he got a great platform there to show his skills around the world and uh, I had a lot of, lot of positive feedback from that 
So with him, you know, he's he's a fighter. Denzel Bentley, Bentley's a fighter. I'm sure they'd be happy to entertain that and, and get a massive British domestic clash on. Um, but from what I saw on Saturday, it looks like maybe Hamza, um, potentially maybe end of the year or early next year, could be ready for a world title shot. Denzel's already had one. Well, Denzel's had one and he was unlucky. You know, he let them first four rounds slip by. If he'd have, kicked, you know, if he'd have started... Um, earlier, he'd have won that fight. There's no doubt about that. But they both show that they are world class level. And what the in the ideal world, you want one of them to win a world title. That's make, exactly where I'm going with it. Yeah, make the defence. That'd be a great British all title. All, you know, all title. Sorry, all world world title affair. It'd be brilliant. I know you guys were t- talking to a, a top ranking and an Aegis who look after Janabek about yeah. potentially doing a rematch. Did those talks sort of fade? Uh, there were, but they look like they're going to they're going to make a fight, and and um, one of our guys will fight the winner. Denzel Hamza. Right. So in essence, you have answered what I was saying before. You're looking to get either Denzel or, or Hamza a world title shot. Correct. Hopefully, they bag it, and then you do the, the fight with them too. Correct. That would make sense, wouldn't it? Yeah. Uh, lastly, just before we close off. Um, there is another pay-per-view show. Of course, we just had one yeah. last weekend with you guys um, uh, on Sky Sports Box Office between Liam Smith and Chris Eubank Jr. Uh, how do you see it going, Frank? Pretty much the same as last time. You know, I just think that Liam, I think Liam had too much for him and too much firepower for him. You believe he knocks him out early again? I think if he catches him, he'll go. He know, I mean, it's going to be about what Liam wants to do. He knows he's got the power to do it. <coughs> Excuse me, he's already done it. Um, and it's not like it was a debatable decision, is it? The fight wasn't debatable. I mean, it was a, it was. I mean, he, he'd done a job on him. Do you think that's the end of Chris Eubank Jr. If that happens, if he gets beat, I don't see where he goes. I don't see where he unless he wants to come down and fight my, one of my men at middleweight. I thought he was going to say fight you <laughs> or me. <laughs> well, listen, um, yeah, stressful weekend. Actually, it turned out to be in Poland. <laughs> Every every day stressful <laughs> in boxing. That's what it's all about. It is what it is, and you've got to move on and uh, you try and get something back, retrieve something from the situation. That's all you can do because you can't change it. It is what it is. You're going to meet Daniel next week. Yeah, he, he was on the radio, as you know, just now doing that talk sport thing. So we'll catch up together next week. If if the WBA don't order a rematch, obviously that's Plan A for you guys. If they don't. Um, Daniel's stock has definitely rose um, from Saturday night, even though there, there are questions around maybe the way the fight ended, but a lot of people... There's some great fights to be made. But who are we looking at? You know, you've got Joseph Parker, maybe a, a fight like well, him. You've got, you've got there's Parker there, you've got the, 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 the fight, there's the rematch with him and Joe, there's the win, there's winner, of, winner of Joe and Zhang, there's lo- I mean, there's loads of different... Fights for him. I would have said, but, I would have said well, Dillian White, but obviously he's got a situation ongoing at the moment. Dillian White, uh, you know, that's a shame that would have been something. Um, but, the, but the bottom line of it all is, um, as far as he's concerned, we've got to just focus on dealing with the WBA because I'm hoping we're going to put a right, a wrong, right. Okay, Frank Warren, appreciate your time all week. Actually, uh, last week in Poland and now here, I'll leave you alone for the next few days. Don't worry. It's been a pleasure. Thank you. See you, mate. Do not be proof. Do we do a moth? Well, I never shot up at it. It must have been about 17, 16, 17. We nicked their guilt, 
Right, the bouncer's guilty. This is no good for me. That's the reality. If you want the honest truth, and I see it every day. Sports Social Podcast Network. I'm Victoria Cash. Thanks for calling the Lucky Land Hotline. If you feel like you do the same thing every day, press 1. If you're ready to have some serious fun for the chance to redeem some serious prizes, press 2. We heard you loud and clear. So go to LuckyLandslots.com right now and play over a 100 social casino-style games for free. Get lucky today at LuckyLandslots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.